evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we're going to be talking about a... Classic! Pile of Drek. <gasps> uh, a horrific, sad, depressing little movie did, called... Did, 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 did we watch the right thing? Pet Cemetery 2. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Wow. It's better than the original. So somebody said, you know that part of movies that everybody hates? How about we do that every five minutes? How many dead dogs can you cram into a movie? Oh, how many dead rabbits can you cram in? Well, let's see how many more sad moments of a child cradling his dying dog in his arms. My God, why did you make me watch this? Zowie comes back. He No, he doesn't. <laughs> Zowie does not come back. Zowie dies. And Zowie was... never dies. We Zo- know. We never see the end of Zowie. Zowie. Okay. Spoiler alert. When they come back, they are not themselves. <laughs> they are the spirit. They are an angered spirit from a an Indian burial ground. Despite the horrible fate that befalls animals in this movie, uh, it can all be looked over because of the awesomeness of Eddie Furlong. And you know what I always say. I do. You can't go wrong with furlong. <laughs> I'm familiar with your with your adage. Those that, are words to live by. I, <laughs> I think I think They'll get you out of a tough place if you're ever like in a depressed jam. <laughs> they didn't seem to work well for furlong, <laughs> which is the most ironic part of that statement. <laughs> Uh, that he seems to have not had the easiest time of life. Um, Sometimes life throws you lemons. It does. It's so weird. And that you make guy, furlong aid. Yeah, I, I mean, that is un- unfortunate for him. He had he had a real rough go of it. He seems like a nice dude. We randomly ran into him at uh, at Chiller when I was down there with Damien, and it was he seemed like he was doing better and like yeah. he was back together. Still, they keep putting those fucking pictures of him where he looks like. He's like minutes from oh, yeah. death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On his IMDb page and I shit like that. I forgot the name of that. He's in the. It's like, uh, why are people assholes? He's like, in a new werewolf movie coming he out. He looks fine now. I don't know if you've and seen him in good. the last year or two. Yeah, he looks fucking fine. He does. And this, it's like they put this like bloated, like looks like he's like legitimately very sick. It's like child stars. Where are they now? Right, you exactly. won't believe number seven. And we're right, exactly. <laughs> it's like a BuzzFeed article totally that they is. put Every onto time. their yeah, I, yeah. onto his fucking imdb which is unforgivable but uh i will also say uh that uh on the opposite side of that coin is that uh eddie furlong cannot act eddie furlong acts fantastic and i have zero complaints about it (laughs) oh my god i swear to god we watched two different movies um (laughs) some of his acting is not his fault and the other thing is that i could not when i found out that this was the same woman that directed the first movie, my brain almost exploded. I have mad respect because they're so completely different. They it's absolutely like, are. But it's like props on her for being like, I'm not just going to do the same thing. I want to do something completely different absolutely. this time. It's awesome. It's uh, okay. Absolutely. There. I don't. I don't not like the first. I like. I love. The I first love movie. the first movie. I think it's great. I. I think the first movie is perfect, and I. I have zero complaints about Pet but, Cemetery. But 1. you know what this is like, and you. You. You even made the comparison earlier when you said Clancy Brown was doing his. Uh. Uh. Was just like Bud the Chud in this. This is. This is like the Chuds. Like the first one's they more. Didn't, they didn't go far enough. They just went ridiculous. They didn't go they, far. They enough. They could have gone further, but I feel like I feel like the first one's like a, a legit 
great horror movie, and this is a legit great horror okay. comedy where they, they just kind of kind of like the direction the child's play went in, where it just got a little I agree, little ridiculous. But I feel like what happened. But here this went is bride that, of Chucky instead of seed of Chucky. Uh, this could have gone seed. I feel like what this did was it just. It, I don't even think it went that far. I think it. I think it held back way, way, way too much. I think that the character motivations were really confusing. Specifically, Furlong had like that was again not his fault. Where it's like I don't know when he makes his turn. Our only main character that we have to hold on to goes crazy for fifteen minutes of this movie, and we just transfer the narrative to the dad. And it's like, oh, you know what? We're on hold for a minute with our main character because he's gone bonkers. Now let's follow the dad that we didn't give two fucks about yeah. for the rest of this movie. And then it's his movie now for 15 minutes? Sure is, buddy. <laughs> like, sure is, Tristan, buddy. Yeah, bud. <laughs> but also, you know you know what I do? Also, in the, in the hall of worst main accents in the history of film, Yes, I think Clancy Brown, who, again, one of my favorite actors and people in the world... I love him so much. Mr. Krabs can do no wrong. Starship Troopers, one of my favorite movies. God damn it, I love him. He will always be the Kurgan to me. But holy shit, man. What a bad main accent. And but, sometimes I didn't even... Michelle had to tell me he was doing a main accent. She was like, what a bad main accent. And I was like, main accent? And I heard like full sentences where everything sounded totally normal and then... At, at some point, he just put uh at the end of something. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to go down. Oh, I have to go down to the freezer. Um, to be fair, they they were forced to shoot this in Georgia and not Maine. So the, the inspiration was probably not fully there. He couldn't work on his Down East accent. No, his... he can't. He, 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 he's got to go out and socialize and feel it. And you can't. Sure. Because sure. when you're here in Maine, everybody sounds like that. That's why. That's why the. Uh, that's why the accent from uh, what was it? Uh, Graveyard shift is so dead on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna put you down in the basement, college boy. It, it's it's so funny how that that main accent gets that reputation, but then when you live up here, like you don't know. I don't know anybody that sounds like that. It's so fucked up. Okay, so I mean, you got you got to go to like a farm, like way up to the tippity top in northern Maine to even get so a semblance of that accent that in, is the, in not, the general populace. I will tell you, that's not the northern Maine accent. Northern Maine accent is a totally different accent. Oh, yeah? That is a down east accent. It is a shore accent for people who work on boats. You will find okay. people like lobstermen with that accent. Yep. You can find people who are like coastal folks. Have that accent. Okay, I would I have only assume it was. I've heard it way up north. Ellsworth north. area, like yep. Bar Harbor, that region. You can find it there. Bahaba. Uh, there's a lot of it in that region. But man, yeah, Northern Maine is a whole other thing because it's like kind of a Canadian accent. Yeah, but it's just so funny how many people that I've met online that have thought that that is what everybody in Maine sounds like mm -hmm. from watching movies like Stephen King movies. Oh, sure. Where it's just like, no. <laughs> but it's the thing that's crazy, and I almost forgot about it again while we were talking. Today, today, since we were talking about this yesterday, because I was watching the movie yesterday, somebody called me and had that fucking accent. Eh? Straight up Stephen King character, Down East accent. And I was like, 
that's weird. I was just thinking how I never hear a Down East accent oh, anymore. Crazy. And there it was. Like, he might as well have said Aya at some point. Eh. Oh, and also, I don't know, we've probably mentioned it on this podcast, but this is a thing that uh, both Michelle and I get owning bookstores where tourists show up. Yep. We have both had people come in and say, how do you pronounce this word? And we'll like either point, like with Michelle, they'll like point to a Stephen King book and they'll point out the word A-Y-U-H. Yeah. How do you say that? <laughs> like... Just in case anybody, anybody elsewhere, I know there's a lot of Southern people that listen to this. If you're curious, the the main accent answer is So, let's get to this movie. Sure, that's a great one. Gotta put it on the skidder, get it all. When I do my main accent, all I can think of is is it Fred Ward? No, it's the other guy who's in Graveyard Shift. Uh, whoever it is, the dude in Britain it's been Great years since Shift. I've watched it. Yeah, I need to. That's we should do that one. We should. It's got, I haven't seen it forever. Oh, it's, it's got Brad Dorf, right? It's got Brad Dorf. I love the Dorf. Entirely shot in no, Maine. I love Dorf, not Dorf. Those videos suck. <laughs> I hated Brad Dorf on golf. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a really serious golf video. Yeah. Oh, I didn't care for that at all. <laughs> um, okay. Conway. <laughs> Tim. Listen, you know what? You win some, you lose some. Tim Conway, he had some hits. He was really good on 30 Rock. His cameo on 30 Rock was delightful. Anyway, all right. Let's talk Pet Cemetery 2. I would love to. Okay. <laughs> uh, right out of the gate, here's my first problem with this movie. Already? <laughs> I know. The credit sequence looks like somebody advertising a spooky sounds Halloween thing. It's like computer animated trees. It's stylized. <laughs> it sure is. My problem with the title sequence is that it's called Pet Cemetery 2 with Roman numerals. However, if you look at the movie poster, True. 2 is spelt yeah. out all in letters, like which you don't see very often. This oh, spelt yeah. out. So like what so what is it? I don't it's, know. it's also listed on IMDb with two eyes, so like a two. But all the home video releases and the movie poster and everything spell out the word two. How dare they? Like, how do they not get that straight? I, I guess I you know mean, what I mean. That when is weird. Like, this is a this isn't like fly by night no, movie not house at either. It's a big production. Like, no, how the hell do you botch that? <laughs> that's a good question. That is a good question, and that of course is not obviously the director's fault. She is blameless in that. That's yep. That's just I don't know if there's a commentary all at all that explains that. There wasn't any commentary on my tape. I'm curious to see if she's, like, proud of this one. I would be. Interesting. I would be more proud of the movie she made two years ago, A Castle for Christmas, starring Brooke Shields and uh, and that guy from Princess Bride. Uh, Carrie Ellis? Carrie Ellis. Oh, wow. I didn't know she made a Christmas movie. I'll have to get that. She sure did. I kind of like those things. I don't know if you knew that. It's a delight. About me. Yeah? It's did a, it's did a you re- honestly watch it? I honestly oh, did. Okay. And uh, Michelle and I both very much enjoyed this terrible, terrible, terrible movie. It was, it's one of those hallmark, like, by the numbers. Like, it hits all the plot points so on the nose that it's, you know, obviously the same movie a hundred times. I loved it. Thought it was pretty fun. Check that out. Uh, Anyway, so blah, blah, blah. We're going through this computer animated forest on roller skates. Wee! Yeah, spooky. Uh, eventually, we follow a spooky red-eyed dog into a cemetery. That dog looks cool. The dog does look cool. 
Uh, and it's like, all right, where are we going? Oh, we're going into a creepy we're wet a castle? castle. What the hell? <laughs> it looks like we're filming uh, one of the subspecies movies is it what does. this looks like. Yep. Uh, it turns out this is Eddie Furlong's mom, and she is acting in some sort of gothic horror, movie. gothic horror movie of some of some sort that looks like it would be like a Hammer film. Like it, it doesn't look like anything that would be being made. Right I now. mean, the closest to it would be subspecies. Yeah, it would be like a like a, something in the uh, in the castle in Romania, like yep. a full moon castle kind of movie, uh, but. It had so, to be wet. They had to make sure it was just the wettest. They had to make sure a garden hose was going at Absolutely. all times. This castle, <laughs> it was so important that this castle was soaking wet. Uh, and what could possibly go wrong? The movie was called The Damp Castle, let me <laughs> Damp Castle of Terror. Damp Castle um, of Terror. And so uh, it turns out that this is, this is Furlong's mom. There's a divorced dad involved and that there's some there's a little bit of like potential for getting back together. They're thinking about yeah, reuniting. And, the, and, the, and this this is also I feel this movie's a little sloppy in it's uh where we are. Like we're in LA and then all of a sudden we're just like, Oh, your mom died. She Why? wants to be buried yeah. in Ludlow because that's where she's from, I guess. So they just like Yep. Zip over they teleport basically to me. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> there's Yes. And it's like, I just want to get my kid out of LA. And it's like, poof, we're there. And we're like, there. Day. <laughs> we're there in a, yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting <laughs> that we needed to see him watch his mom get electrocuted. Because it feels like if it was just a matter of she died, and so now you're living with your dad, and we could just skip the whole thing, but. It was, it's interesting though. It's a, it's, it is. It's neat. I mean, it's it's obviously yet another one of these traumas that you're putting this kid through. Yeah. To explain why he goes bonker doodles. But yeah, you could you could honestly skip this and just start with his mother already dead, being like, "I miss my mom." <laughs> that's how he would say it too. That, He'd be like, I miss that's my some mom. that's some good furlong acting. Um, He's like, "You're not my mom. You're... I miss my mom." Uh, oh God! You can actually do a really good furlong. That's a pretty good furlong. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> uh, okay, it actually threw me. Uh, but okay, so electrical box falls into this wet ass castle. She's holding on to this big metal gate where they're trying to get her. It's it's so crazy. Again, if they would, were just like, oh, we're in Romania. And there's bad circuit breakers and everything's DC and we weren't set up for the right power or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, okay, sure. There's going to be people. There's more security on set than this. This is stupid. Maybe they're not on a big set. I mean, We it, never know for sure. That's true. I mean, it seems that's like true. a big crew, but. I guess I could say that. And then there was the whole Alec Baldwin thing that yeah. happened. So I guess, I guess shit happens. Um, is is the answer to that question? The, look, the hose wrangler was not paying attention. <laughs> he was letting that shit fly everywhere. I was. That was actually my question. Was do you think that that was the like they were doing the thing where they wet down the whole castle, or it was just oh shit, it's wet. Oh well, whatever. Just film it. Yeah, I think it's a damp, damp castle. It's intentionally damp. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, she sits there and we watch her smoke for like five minutes holding onto that gate and she gets so cooked that they have to peel her away and she's ultra slimed to the actual metal gate. The makeup, nice. makeup and wound effects in this are clutch. I yeah, feel. they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Super, super gross out. Uh, until, until the stuffed dog comes along, which mm. you know what? Uh, I'd rather have a 
funny looking stuffed dog than an actual dead dog. So there you go. Me too. Uh, all right. So if cut- I had to hold one right now, I would choose to hold the <laughs> fake one. That makes sense. Uh, cut to dad, who is a vet, putting down an old dog. Yay, our first dead dog of the day. (laughs) Something else to remind us of the death of pets. Yay. Uh, Look, fucking A, dude. You can't rent a movie called Pet Cemetery and not expect any pets to die. It it comes with the property. I feel like it's not even fair to complain about. I feel like (laughs) this part of it was too real. I feel like you you can avoid these situations. I mean, because... It's almost like... And it also... You know how they avoided it in the last movie... He wasn't a vet. Yeah. He was a human doctor. Also, it doesn't matter. This dog doesn't matter. They could have just been like, oh, I got all the porcupine quills out. Spike's going to bounce back in no time. Right, right. But, and I move mean, on. Like, there didn't but need this to be. Is, this is her really setting the mood that there's, like, shit's going to happen. Get ready. Hate death and black stuff. Right, exactly. Loading it on. Oh, and yeah. that's And that's what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, and so, again... I have no critiques of her as a director. I just find this movie unpleasant. Okay. That's that's all it boils down to, is that this movie... Well, uh, I have critiques of this movie, definitely. But I think she did an amazing job. I think a lot of the actors did really well, and I think that the effects are beautiful. And I think that this movie has been going through a cultural reappraisal. It's one of those movies like Halloween 3 yeah, or that like was hated yep. when it came out. And I think people are coming back to it and going, why did people hate this movie? I and just want to say I'm a fucking OG. I love this from the day <laughs> I rented it when I was a kid. Yeah, I definitely remember hating this movie oh, I loved when I it. first saw it. I was nope. like, no, nope, never need several to times see when this when again. Yeah. Never need to see it again. Like I said, I've told those stories before about my dad picking me up on Wednesdays. <laughs> and I remember renting this like a few weeks in a row being like, I just love this movie. That's weird. <laughs> you're a freaking weird yeah, we dude. Had. Oh, you're a weird dude. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of an oddball. <laughs> kind of an oddball there. <laughs> you know, uh, the ground over there, it's uh, sour. <laughs> so, um, okay. Now we cut to a funeral. He was getting a call about his about his wife being electrocuted on set. Paparazzi are everywhere at this funeral. They're just crawling over the grave. They're like... In Ludlow. In Ludlow, Maine. You know, all the paparazzi that you <laughs> encounter in Ludlow. They all just hopped on that plane and flew over here. You know, Stephen King lives in Maine, and I don't think he's seen a single paparazzo. <laughs> like, And he actually lives in a place that people go to. Right. Like, <laughs> like Stephen Ludlow, King... Ludlow is in the middle of nothing. He gets bugged by people, sure. But, I mean, it's not like people are taking photos of him, and he's probably People the are taking most... photos of his house. That's true. He is probably the I most famous writer in the world, and I think he gets left alone by the paparazzi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe he's just not photogenic enough for them or something. But no, they're not going to fucking drive to Bangor. That's why. Yeah. It's not worth it. Uh, okay, so... And also, photos of a funeral? Is that really going to sell newspapers? Maybe. I don't know. I can't recall ever seeing... Then again, I'm not ever I'm, buying People magazine, I'm, but exactly, at the same time, like, not, I can't ever recall... like. Exclusive funeral yeah. photos. People you don't know looking sad. Yeah. <laughs> the victim's family looking exactly. pissed at our camera. Here's man. his cousin. <laughs> Punching out our camera guy. <laughs> this is me tripping over the coffin. Woo. Yeah. Oops, okay. drop my camera in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is where we first meet Sheriff Clancy Brown, who is, uh, what's his name? Gus. Gus. Uh 
and he's dispatched to keep the paparazzi from disturbing the mourners, and he's doing a piss poor job of it. Well, he's uh, kind of shitty at everything. He's shitty at everything. <laughs> he's a shitty person. He's yeah. like, like I said, he's like one of my favorite people on earth, and he manages to be so unlikable as the unlikable character. I mean, he's so villainous in this. He's mustache twirlingly villainous oh, yeah. in this movie. You know, uh, you know what I liken it he to? He does a great job. I liken it to where they let Michael Moriarty off the chain and yeah. I wouldn't the alive. Yeah. They just let Clancy Brown go bonkers. They're just like, you bring it. And he was yeah. just like, I'm going to hand this up to the freaking moon. And he does. And I love it. I love it so much. And it, But that's the thing. <sighs> he's such a... Ch- he's so charming to hate. Right. I think one of the problems with him in this movie is that he is a good actor. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's being allowed to be a good actor for the first half of the movie. And he's acting like he's in a drama and doing an amazing job. And then when he gets zombified, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. uh, once he once he gets zombified, he turns full 80s schlock comedy yeah. horror. Like, it could have been Return of the Living Dead or something. And he's just totally goofus. It works for me. It's, like, it's it interesting. It works for me because this movie is also one of those movies where you don't know where it's going, which is what I like. It is true. It is it's absolutely not like It's not a formula movie whatsoever. Yeah. 100% yep. schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is nothing like this movie. That is another thing. I think that's another reason it's undergoing the, the reappraisal is because... No one has ever seen a movie like this before or after. It's it's frankly surprising that this came out of a major studio, too, that they Agree. ran with this. Like, Agree. Because it is by no means conventional. Yeah. No, it is it is very unconventional. And I think I think like Slaughterhouse, I think a lot of the I think a lot of the the dislike for this movie is just the the sheer volume of animal death. Yeah. When you're like, okay. Well, how bad could it be? Well, luckily, oh. luckily, most of it's off camera, though. Sure. I mean, the, the the deaths themselves. Right, but I mean, like, even when there aren't deaths, there's the bully traumatizing the kitten. Yep. There's the fucking dog eating the basket of kittens. <laughs> there's, you know, like, I mean, it is chock full yep. of crazy, horrible shit. Um, there's naked women with dog heads. Okay, that is... <laughs> Not to cut too far ahead, but I would say that that is almost, I mean, it's hard to reach Zelda levels of horrifying, but it's pretty close. That was a really good moment. Not the, not the naked one, the one in the chair. Yes, definitely. Holy fuck. That is like. Because the naked one, you're like, I've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. Once (laughs) once you've seen it. And also. The chair one's great. Also, it's the dissolve to the actual dog that is terrifying. Man, that is good. Woo! Yeah, there's some, there are some really good scares in this movie yeah. uh, that defy explanation in some cases, and I think that's again what's great about it. Okay, so we go to, uh, we're going back. Oh, we find out from the funeral that they're going to move into the old farmhouse next to the pet cemetery. Yep. Uh, and so. And he's going to open up a new veterinary practice where the old veterinary practice was. Yep. Because the other guy retired. Yes, which is going to turn out to be 
there's a reason why he was a vet. It's going to turn out that that's going to be our connection to the last movie is that the old vet was the first person to encounter yeah. one of these revenants. So, okay. Uh, all right. Furlong is not ready to let go of his mom's possessions. He makes his dad keep all of her clothes from all of her movies and everything. She and, has six giant boxes of them. And they, and he, I love the lazy moving guy. So there's six boxes of these Renee clothes. You, you sure you want all these in the attic? You, you sure we got to go up all these stairs? Yeah, I do love him. <laughs> and then he manages to drop them. It's a like, dude. It's oh clothes. yeah. Come on, man. You, you move stuff for a living. Um, but dresses are heavy. But he does. He does save all of this stuff. Um, and Furlong has a new a new beat in his acting in this movie that I've never seen him do before. He's got he's got this angry acting that I that I don't remember seeing him do before where he's just kind of like callous. Oh, he's squinty. He, the squinty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, when he gets really squinty, he gets mad at dad's new girlfriend oh, because babe. she looks at his mom's dress and says, yeah. "Oh, this is so pretty. This was the one she wore at the Emmys." Yeah. And and Furlong's like, Put it back. I'm so <laughs> mad at you. My mom you're hates not. it when people touch her stuff. Well, she's dead, kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm your mom now. Apparently. <laughs> she just like moves in instantly. I, I mean. She was a housekeeper. Come girlfriend. Come living there within like. We don't know. That's the thing is that we don't know dad's life. They could have been living together for years. But we they, they weren't. What do you mean? No, that's a new housekeeper. He says she didn't. Is that true? Yes, she shows up for a housekeeping job there, and he, that's why he looks her up and down. What? And he, yes, he looks her up and down. And he's like, "Whoa, wow, you you just look different than you sounded on the phone." Oh fuck, that's right. You're yeah. right. So oh it's like, god. oh my god, this guy's no, ex-wife no just kidding. dies. They move across the country, and then, I mean, the okay. movie doesn't say any like weeks later, but like it feels like this whole movie takes place over just a span sure of a does. few days. Sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And she's yeah, already living no, there nuts. to the point where Furlong's saying, like, you're not my mom. Like, dude, she's been there for a day. Like, <laughs> Okay, that's weird. So they leave the house and they go to visit dad's new vet office. And it is really tacky. That's a big point of contention. It's impressively ugly with bad, bad wallpaper and everything. Uh, Furlong goes out back for some reason. I don't know why. Checking the place Just out. Just exploring. Uh, and there's a bunch of, like, all the kennels are cobwebbed over. It's, like, old <laughs> flickering lights, and there's something moving in a cardboard box. Ah, it's a cat scare, because it's a horror movie. I guess they forgot some cats behind when they retired. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll give it that. It's stupid. <laughs> I mean, the one thing the one thing that works is that it's like, oh, it's a cat scare, but, yeah, this is a sequel to fucking Pet Cemetery. Yeah. If you don't have a cat scare in it, you're kind of like... And you're at a veterinary office. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, uh, it's not like... This is, this is the most easily forgiven cat scare yes. in the history of motion pictures because you need it. It, it only makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Eddie Furlong finds a box full of kittens and decides he wants to keep one. And uh, so... He names it Tiger. Because he's... A creative, creative child. <laughs> uh, he's not... This is not a good decision for this cat. Actually, it turns out it was better for this cat than its family. He lives. So he does... Cat live, makes it out. This, this cat does survive. After being traumatized by that shitty bully. <laughs> um, 
Okay. So now, even though this place has been closed for years, he's he pulls in here. First day, he's been here for, what, 10 minutes? Sure. And then Clancy Brown shows up, and he's like, hey, I got a dog that got scratched by a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Oh, and by the way, I totally banged your wife back in high school in the prom and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he's such a jerk. Like, good to know. Yeah. Thanks, he's, bro. He's so... I don't know if you remember me, but I dated Renee back in school. <laughs> I was like, God... Cool. You're doing so much cool, bro. more, so much more main accent than he bothers with. <laughs> so much more. Um, I disagree. I think he brings it hard. <laughs> I would have liked this more if he was doing the Mr. Krabs accent. <laughs> That's more of a main accent than what he does now. Is the Mr. Krabs accent? Uh, okay, so Clancy Brown's shitty kid can't control his dog, and it almost eats one of the kittens, which establishes this that scene is really masterful i think as far as just like establishing big dog uncaring parent you know like there's a there's a domineering like this kid's got a tiny kitten he basically emasculates the entire family with this whole thing Mm -hmm. especially with the line that they do with it where he's like when i was a kid i used to think that cats were girls and dogs were boys you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, wow. Yeah, you got it. Yep. You, you big dicked him. Good job. <laughs> it can't. He's never going to recover from that one. Oh, wait. Uh, she didn't stay with you, did she? Oops. No. Oops. Oh, hey. Uh, anyway, um, so there's three small scratches down the dog's nose. It's like, dude, put some fucking back team Seriously. in. Seriously. Come on. It's, it's going to be fine. No, it's foolish. But. Uh, it was low energy. <laughs> it was low energy. He's real low it's like, key. Have, have do- like they, they they doctor the dog up with that gunshot wound that looks gnarly as fuck later on. It's like do something like that for him to go to the vet for. Like what is this thing? You just drew you just took a Crayola marker and just like drew a line. It was just like yeah, he got attacked. Yeah, I mean, he was attacked by bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> so anything's fierce in numbers. It's true. That's what I learned from watching uh, Men Behind the Sun. P.S. Don't watch Men Behind the Sun. This movie sounds icky. I don't want to. You should not. I'm not going to. Anyway, uh, so we cut to some sweet 90s music. Eddie Furlong heads to school. Soundtrack in this movie rocks, dude. Except for whatever this song is. This was a a weak Oh, it's not. It's not good. But I like it. But, but it's I mean, fun. But it's, later on, when they go back to uh, to fucking uh, the sheriff's house, L7 plays. Yeah. And it's like shit list is playing. I was like, okay. Yeah, they were also in uh, Natural Born Killers right around this time. Yep. They, they had a good year. They did. And, and uh, Serial Mom. And Serial Mom. Yeah. Camel Lips. <laughs> As Camel Lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they, were, they were on fire at the time, man. So true. All right. So he brings his kitten to school. like, Which is so stupid. No I one. love this movie, but I hate this part. It's dumb. Everything about this is stupid. Are you five? Are, right. I can see a five-year-old sneaking a kit to kindergarten and thinking it's a good idea. He is so old enough. And like, how did he expect to get through the day? Like, that thing's going to meow. It's Somebody's going to hear that meow. And it's going to piss on him all yeah. day long. <laughs> it's like, it's going to have to piss, and it's a kitten, so it's not ready. So, so dumb. It'll just piss down yeah, your yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very, nah. very stupid and really, like... Again, I can almost forgive it again because he is so distraught and yep. so like 
things are his brain is messed up and he's like needing comfort. Yep. But uh, obviously this is crazy. So. But one bully hates him because the bully hates him. <laughs> the, I mean, okay. <laughs> he has no impetus to there hate him. Is. He has not done anything. Here is the first of the motivational problems yeah. of this movie. Usually the new kid like pisses a bully off somehow or does something. This guy just hates him. He shows up and he's like, hey, famous kid. Yeah. I hate you because your mom was famous. Yeah. Um, and now she's dead, so we can move on, right? <laughs> it's it's almost, I mean, I feel like he should have tried to suck up to him because his mom was famous. And then he was like in a bad mood because of something and then said something wrong. And that tripped him up. And yep. now he hates him. Something. Anything. Like something like his father hated him for some reason. Like if that kid was Clancy Brown's kid and was like, my dad hates you because of this and I'm going to try to prove myself oh, to my yeah, dad. That, that would make sense, yeah. That would have made more sense. Your mom left my dad. Something, right. Even something stupid like right, that. Right, exactly. If Just it was something anything. That, anything that gave him any kind of motivation. But he hates him. This kid, Clancy Brown's stepkid, hangs out with them even though he's just brutally made fun of oh yeah constantly and like physically abused and like i no yeah it's weird no i don't i don't understand any i of do want to say though that the bully uh from one scarf fan to another his scarf game is on point <laughs> there are multiple <laughs> things about this bully that don't jive most bullies wear nice scarves number one <laughs> Scarf and bully are not a good combination. There are two reasons for this. One reason is just because accessorizing like that is not a bully trait. Two, it's, it's it's not good to wear in a fight. And if you're a bully, you're probably going to be getting you're into probably those getting things. into a lot of fights. It's a great thing to grab someone by and exactly. just knee them in the face. Yep. Uh, Double and, dragon style. And also <laughs> to get caught in the gears of a motorcycle. Yeah, that's a risk. Uh, I'm willing to take for fashion. It's understandable. Also, and again, I'm not bullying people. I know you're not a. I know you're not a Harry Potter fan, but man, this kid has serious Draco Malfoy energy. <laughs> he looks. Oh, I know who that kid he is. He looks like a yeah, you're right. Weird faced Draco Malfoy. I can see that. I just. I mean, I, yeah, I've seen the clips. I know the blonde <laughs> kid you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so that's very odd, and even you know, down to the scarf and everything. Mm -hmm. So okay. So now the <clears throat> fucking. Bullies kidnap the cat, and this part is so upsetting. And it's just like he's like, you really think he's gonna murder this cat? Oh, yeah. He. So we get an entire like five minutes of us being like, "There's a kitten that's about to be murdered. Why am I watching this movie?" Mm -hmm. uh, and it's he even holds it up while he's on his bike and screams at it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck this kid!" Uh, but. He somehow is able to park his bike, run up a hill, like a long way, climb. Like <laughs> yeah. this, this part bothers me too, because spoiler alert: flashing forward to the future, the cat does not die. The cat is put into a bird cage at the pet cemetery, yep. which is way up a hill. And Furlong was just in view of them the whole time, chasing on his bike. Like, there's yep. no way this bully got there, ran way the hell up the hill, put that cat in a bird cage, ran all the way back there, and was able to greet Eddie. All cocky, yeah, yeah. not out of breath or nothing. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Come on. Would have been so much better if he was super out of breath. Yeah, right? 
Because he'd planned this thing. <sighs> oh, my God. So, so Your I cat killed, died, dude. I killed I found the spokes. <laughs> he collapses. <laughs> Quick, somebody get his inhaler. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. That's where this movie could have gone full chud, too. Like, if it wanted to. Tough kid brand inhalers for tough kids. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we, but here's where they drop some little story seeds. Did you they, hear about the graveyard? Did you hear about the secret well, graveyard? Well, you more hear about than the that, Creed they murder? drive they they bicycle past a, a mailbox and yep. it has Creed on it because that's where the '90s band Creed practices their Christian rock music. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, not the same house whatsoever because, as I stated earlier, they were forced to go to Georgia because the producers were worried about Maine winters. As you'll notice, this movie was shot in the fall. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want it to be winter in a movie about Maine. Nope. I don't know why. Yeah. Anyway. It just kinda sucks when it's just like they roll past that mailbox, like how much more effective would it have been if it was the same distinctive house from the first movie? Didn't they burn like, the house from the first movie? No, I don't recall. I think they burned it down. Been a while. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they burned it to the ground, but uh it might have been a facade, but I think it was the building. Um well, that was poor planning. <laughs> it was poor planning. How are you going to make a part two? Y'all weren't thinking about adapting the book Pet Cemetery 2 that didn't exist in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I do. So, okay. So we get what is always like, so we're going in here. Furlong fights the fights the kid, take, gets a beating. We get Clyde. some- Clyde. Yeah, What a Clyde. great bully name. <laughs> what a great, that is a great bully name. Because, eh. you know, it was one of the evil, evil Pac-Man ghosts. Oh, yeah. Of course. Inky, Pinky, Blinky, Sue, and Clyde. Uh, so he he gets beaten up. The kids run off, and so he goes back to find the cat. He thinks he's going to find it dead, but he finds it in the birdcage. Yay! But we <laughs> get this, like, the the typical pan, what you expect when you've got a Pet cemetery movie. You're going to have to show all of, the, all of the markers to show the little kid scrawls of everything in there. And I think my favorite touch in the whole movie the Jewish dog that was dead, that one of them had a star of David on it. And I was like, huh, never occurred to me that those were, I always like, I never thought of the crosses that were there as actual Christian crosses. I thought of them as a stick with a placard on it because they would always have something written across the horizontal piece of wood. I never even, it never even occurred to me. That they were Christian grave markers, and then one of them was a was clearly a Jewish. I was like, oh, I love, I love Jewish dog. <laughs> there you go. I love the set design here for the pet cemetery. It's good. Movie. It's really good. This and the upper level, I think, is the are horse both grave with the uh, with the 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 plastic horse from the the like whatever toy. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah, that that mm. was horrifying. I love that. They do a really good job of weathering everything. It does yeah, look like I mean, everything yeah. has been there yep. for, you know, 10 years it. or more. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, okay, so uh, he gets his uh, he gets his cat back, whatever. Yay! Uh, the stepson of Gus the Sheriff Drew comes buddy. back. It's Drew. Uh, he comes back and proves that he's not like the other bullies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... He's also damaged goods and is like, I sometimes I wish Gus was dead. His dad. Stepdad. His stepdad. Not my dad. He's my stepdad. We never find out about Drew's dad. We don't find out. We don't know. No, we don't know. 
so <laughs> this is insane. There's this scene of Clancy Brown sitting on his porch here. He watches two rabbits fucking and he's like really into it. The rabbits in this movie I do not understand. Are they being raised for food? They are. He's got a big sign there. Rabbits, ten bucks each. It says meat, meat or fur. Okay. Meat okay. and fur. Yeah, you could. Or, uh, it says I think it says pets, meat, fur on the sign for ten bucks. So it it just shows that he's has no regard for animals. Right. He's just exactly. like yeah. He's here's bunnies. Buy them. I don't care what you do with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kill the bunny for all. As I long care. as the dog doesn't eat. Just them. give me ten bucks. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That, that I like that. Oh, he cares. He cares what happens. Because he likes watching him fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, so he puts up some indefinable electric shock, something it's around. It's for Zowie. Cause to Zow- keep, uh, to keep do- Zowie cause out. Because Drew's dog, like, Zowie. Keeps, sure, keeps, but keeps... how does that not electrocute the rabbits? Nah, some... Quiet, you. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a metal grating around everything, and it's got a metal cord going around it. <laughs> it should just be a bunch of, like, deep-fried bunnies. Just yeah. like, mmm. Pan-blackened. Mm. Uh, so, you can get one for ten bucks. Oh, delicious. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Clancy comes in and watching those bunnies do it has gotten him all horned up and he starts fondling the kid's mom in front of him. It's all really gross. Because again, he's just a dick. He is. Uh, This was the first time I noticed his his fakey Maine accent was right here. And I noticed his patch, which I was like, oh, what a fakey name for a place. Turned out it was a real place that I'd never heard of before in Maine. What's that? Kennebago. No, it's a fake. Kennebago. His, his, his badge is Kennebago County. That's not oh, a county. Oh, well, it's not a county, but there is, but Kennebago is a real place. Oh, okay. And it's near so, the like one of the fakest places in Maine, which is Moose Look McGuncook. Oh, I go there all the time. Yep, which is the, the most fake-sounding name yeah. of almost anything in Maine. Uh, Maine's full of fake-sounding names. Uh, my, my in-laws have a camp on Lake Moosluk Bagantic Lake. There you go. I love going up there. Well, you're right next to uh, Kennebago. Neat. Which is a lake that's right in that area. Oh, okay. It's a lake, yeah. So here's my question, though. This takes place in Ludlow, Maine. They, yep. they say it takes place in Ludlow, Maine, which is real. But then they put him in Kennebago County. Why not just use the real county? I don't understand. I don't understand why every time Maine is brought into something like this, they're always like, when you get, uh, what was the the alligator movie? Um, uh, Oh, Lake Placid. Yep. Lake Placid. It's like everything, they, they could have just taken two seconds and gotten some of that shit right and everything was wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like, why, why not just get it right? Yeah. I just don't understand like, uh. I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of an idiot with geography, so I can't even tell you what county Ludlow's actually in. No, I don't know either. Uh, but it's not Kenny Bago because that county does not exist no, in Maine. No, and <laughs> because it sounds like a portmanteau of Sebago and Kennebunkport, yep. but uh, whatever, or Kennebec, either way. Cumber York County. Cumber York County. So Clancy spends the entire meal fat shaming his kid and being like a total turd. Mm-hmm. After dinner, Clancy and his lady try to get it on, but the dog wants to eat the rabbit. So, and he gets shocked. So Clancy goes out and shoots the motherfucking yeah. dog while his stepson watches. Great, great, great dad. Yeah. So far, I, 
it is hard to find a character that you like in this movie. You kind of like Furlong, I guess, because you. Oh, I feel... love that guy. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about the character. Oh, oh, I know oh. you like Furlong, the actor, <laughs> but the the character that he is playing is so stupid. It's hard to like him. I like Drew. I do like Drew. Actually, I like Drew. So far, Drew guy. is like the only character that I mean. I wish I wish him I wish good things for him and I know they're not coming. No, he I mean it's about as good as it gets for living in Maine. <laughs> um crushed by a truck full of potatoes it's is a dream for it's all a, of us. A, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> as <laughs> as an Irish fellow, it's what I dream of all the time. Did I ever tell you about the uh, about how my uncle got fired from his radio station job? No. Let me tell you the most Maine story that I have. So, when I was younger, there was an arcade in Presque Isle, Maine, at the bottom of a giant hill. Uh, there was a Kentucky Fried Chicken behind this place, and uh, the a potato truck was coming down the hill. Its brakes gave out. It could not stop. It plowed through the arcade and into the Kentucky Fried Chicken that was behind it. Uh. My... He's not. Eh, he wasn't really my uncle. He's related to me in some sideways, one of those uncles, sideways yeah. way. Um, Wayne Knight made a comment on air. He was like a longtime DJ. He made a Kentucky Fried Children joke on air and lost his job. Oh no! <laughs> Were there any kids taken out in the arcade? Nobody died. Nobody okay. Died. Good. 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 Like somebody got like a minor burn or something. It was like nobody was nobody was killed yeah. in this in this event. It was a <laughs> and it was the kind of fucking joke I would have made. Yeah, and this would have been back what, probably this back in the eighties, nineteen eighty five. I'm shocked that like you see that kind of firings a lot these days, but I wouldn't I wouldn't in northern Maine. I mean, how yeah, many people? How many playing. people did WKZX? I think that was the local radio station. How many people did that? Like fifty people. Yeah, <laughs> could hear that. There are ten thousand people in Presque Isle. Yeah. It's not like anybody was listening. But yeah, he got fired over a Kentucky Fried Children joke. I just can't even imagine an arcade in Presque Isle. Oh, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was next to a Lavertiers. It was a family action. Lavertiers. Yeah, we had the in Sanford. Oh man, Lavertiers all had the arcades in it. it. Was so sad. Walgreens, Rite Aid, take note. Yeah, there were drugstore chains that had arcades in them. It was out, awesome. It took out the gauntlet machine, ah. and it took out the, uh, what was in the front window? Uh, Paperboy. There was a Paperboy with the, the handlebars and everything. Oh, cool. Oh, man. What a, what a terrible loss for the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I spent so much time playing Double Dragon in that arcade. Anyway, okay. So... Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we were talking about so the movie. We were talking about the fucking dog dying in the kid's arms. Uh, anyway, uh, so really sad scene here. So we get to watch the dog pass away in the arms of this child. With who is, some great 90s rock. With some... <laughs> it's so... I hated that more than... That might have been my least favorite thing. It was... It's bad enough to have that, like... If you're going to play fucking like uh, Sarah McLaughlin, sure, go for it. Yeah. But it was like some song that was like, 
the lights going out in your eyes <laughs> and you're dying right here you're a dog it's perfect so fuck you you're a dog um so now he has to bury this dog and he's like his only the only person he trusts in this entire town is this new kid who he Again, it feels like we're supposed to believe a fuck ton of time passes between scenes because it's constantly like, oh, now they're best friends. Yeah. And he's like relying on him to take his dog. He's like crying and opening up to Furlong and being like, I can't. Who else would he open up to? Clyde? No. The goon squad? No, they're all garbage people. And so so he's like, hey, you know, help me take my dog to bury him. And he's like, okay, we'll go to the pet cemetery. He's like, we got to go beyond the pits. <gasps> oh, don't do it, Drew. Oh, don't this do never it. never ends up good. But, uh, so. He gonna do it. So either this, either uh, Drew is burly as fuck uh, carrying this, like, 7,500 pound dog. Or this is just a big piece of fuzz that they pretend is a dog. Um <laughs> We you, find don't, it, you don't know Drew's workout routine. We find out later when he actually does have to carry the dog that he's not quite as uh, calm about carrying the... <laughs> he actually carries the live dog later when it's yeah. back from the dead. And he's like, uh, okay, it's <laughs> fine. And these scenes, he's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, hey. Uh, I'm just like carrying a big giant dead dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing this in my back Juggling it. <laughs> so they do. They go up. Um one of the weirdest choices, I think, of this movie was that uh, she goes out of her way to show us where the pet cemetery is in relation to the burial ground, which is in the first movie. It feels like there's like maybe an eighth of a mile between the deadfall, which is the thing that protects it. It's all of those, there's all of those branches oh, yep. and things that have fallen down that are like, basically you're risking your life going over this thing in the book. It's all about like how you could easily break your leg and never be found or whatever. If you crawl across this thing. Um, but then you get up and then there's just kind of this pathway through the woods and it's not very far. And in that, it feels like in the first mm-hmm. movie, it's not very far. In this, they do a helicopter shot, and it's like, oh, the, it's like five miles to the <laughs> fucking pet cemetery. When you look through that, and there's this whole, like, it, well, they changed it goes it from on the first movie. They learned from the first movie, so they made it a little harder for people they, to get there. Yeah, they moved it. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. And uh, there's, again, there's no mention of the Wendigo in this, which I thought was weird, which was a big part of the, the book that I was like, oh, you know, you make a sequel, you can get into this whole thing where that path between the two spaces, there's this fucking Wendigo that's supposed to be watching them in the book. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we never bring that guy up either. Just too bad. Um, anyway. I don't recall. I read the book when it was in eighth grade, I think. <laughs> like most Stephen King books, I've read it like fucking seven times. Gotcha. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, they they go to where the ground sour. Um, they they go down that rud, uh, unfortunately, and uh, Furlong's not gonna help because each has to bury their own, which they reiterate Them's because the it rules. becomes a big important part because it's the only reason that Furlong is allowed to live at the end of the movie. Um, he would have probably been killed 
if it weren't for the fact that he has to be the one to bury his mother oh, to bring her back okay. from the dead because dead Clancy can't do it. Ah. Um, okay. I'm kind of curious about that. It makes sense. Uh, so Furlong does some of his patented shout acting for a few seconds, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, it, it's pretty good where he just like, they're, they're up there and he... <laughs> It's such it's such a perfect furlong because he's like I'm a, da, da, da. okay and then he just comes like he goes from scream 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 to just shuts off yeah instantly he <laughs> goes from ten to one uh, and then they're like okay well it's getting dark we should probably go before we're eaten by a wendigo so mm-hmm. whatever they take off uh, later that night the dog comes back for rabbit snacks yeah um. So he's he's evil now, and this dog they do honestly. I think he's scarier than Church. Yeah, I I think this dog. Those glowing eyes are creep, man. It, there are just so many moments of this dog, aside from the rocking chair, which is just above and beyond one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen yeah. in anything. Um, it's there's a lot of really good stuff with the dog. So um, I also love that they they bring the dog in though for a minute. They're just like, "You lied. Here's your dog. You didn't think this was gonna catch up." And the dog like is snarling. It's it's covered in dirt. They're like, "Bullshit! You buried this." It's like, "Uh, it looks like it just got buried." It's snarling. <laughs> it's got a giant that gaping bloody wound in its side. Could not look more like it just knocked the carn stones off its own grave. Right? Exactly. Like... And it's and it's 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 fucking evil as hell yeah. looking. And they're just like. <laughs> you jerk it's i mean again it's so it's so perfect for clancy brown because he's just so he has such a machismo he's so macho in this that it's like there's a killer dog and he's just got it by the neck and it's like yeah. and then he's just like drooling this, and bleeding and, and screaming. then he's just like this dog's going back say goodbye because this dog's going back outside like why did you even bring him in and the kid's like <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I did not want that in my fucking room. It <laughs> smells like a dead dog. Uh, anyway, uh, but you yeah. You did it, Drew. Uh, he wanted him dead. Why didn't you just shoot him again? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, oh, that's right. This is where he carries the dog to this tiny town's veterinary ambulance like every tiny town has well uh, he just moved there that's what he's it's just what he drives in the mobile vet unit for house calls that's insane can you no. imagine no <laughs> i would i mean it would be a better world yeah. i would be super happy if that was a thing that existed like you could just get mobile vets to drive to your house in a van move and to love maybe i should <laughs> um okay so he, uh, Furlong's dad, fixes up the bloody undead dog, and we watch the gears spin in Furlong's head after he's been told the story about the dog coming back to life, and he's like, that's interesting, I've got a dead mom. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so we get the dream sequence, which is, again, can't reiterate enough. Whoa. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. His dead mom's rocking in the chair. We see her yellowed fingernails and toenails as they're like clicking on the floor she's like rocking back and forth we pan like camera pans up creepy dog head she's got a big snarling dog for a head and then that goes away he's like pulled away and dream like 
in that dream way where he's like kind of ripped out of the dream and then he's back in his bed and he's like, oh, it's all fine. It's just the evil dog in the chair. <laughs> uh, okay. And his evil dog mother says, I'm waiting for you. And it's, yeah, spooky. Three days have passed and the wound has not healed on this dog. Uh, also, it has no heartbeat. But, oh, you know, whatever. Oh, God, that scene. Mm. I can't hear a heart. I can't hear a heartbeat. Maybe it's because just going so lightly, I can't pick it up. I shut up. <laughs> There's no way you, as a doctor, is just gonna be like, <clears throat> I can't hear a heartbeat. But it's probably just because it's very light. Like, I'm not a doctor, but that just seems crazy. I mean, there's also the fact that he draws blood from the dog, and it's like. You got to know the difference between pulling blood from something that has a heartbeat and something that doesn't. Yeah. It's like pulling blood from a steak as opposed to pulling blood from a cow. <laughs> it's like there's going to be a difference because you're not sucking the blood up. I don't know if you've ever had your blood drawn, but it squirts into the, yeah. <laughs> into the thing. Uh, and this dog's blood does not squirt. Uh, it is dragged out. And it's also black, which, you know, because it's dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no oxygen in it. Like, non-oxygenated blood is going to look not like, it's going to look different. He's yeah. going to look at it in this file as a doctor and go, well, that's fucked up. I'm a bad doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and also that wound would probably be full of, like, blow flies or something. Oh, yeah. You know, shit. It, but, whatever. Uh, okay, so... Uh, great crossfade uh here from like the there's the the snarling dog when he gets put in the cage you get the crazy snarling yep. face and the red eyes and then she does a fucking crossfade into a werewolf mask and it makes yeah. that werewolf mask straight up terrifying yep that is such a oh my god and then guess so what good. we're in a halloween movie it is halloween now it's awesome yeah, and speaking of great motivation that is very clear, uh, Furlong is like, I can't wait to get to this party with my bullies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wh where are all my bullies? Come on, guys. I was waiting to go get ambushed by a bunch of guys that want to beat me up and make fun of my dead mother. <laughs> I should probably bring my kitten. <laughs> <laughs> he does not bring the kitten. <laughs> I should bring a tiny kitten-sized noose just in case they want to hang it from a tree. Uh, I made it easy for you guys. <laughs> Can we be friends now? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, but it is it is now it is now Halloween, and I, I don't know. We get a scene of finding out that uh, I keep forgetting the Clancy Brown steps kid's name. Drew. Drew. Uh, Drew getting dressed up as Dracula. Yeah. Really, really fucking cool Dracula costume. Yeah, and he's supposed to be grounded, but his mom's like, "Yeah, I'm going to let you out because Gus is obviously on patrol because it's Halloween night. Yep. And Ludlow's going crazy. <laughs> and he, yeah, and so he goes out. Because he wants to go hang out with the bullies, too. <laughs> he loves hanging out with these guys. He's like, oh, Clyde gives me the best... It's, wedgies he loves to push me down on my bike and call me fat kid or fat boy or whatever it is i just feel like i'm not getting enough of that from my dad at home i know days. it's like the abuse that all i he get does at is home he just spends all his time watching rabbit's bone 
Uh, I'm yeah, I do not understand any of the motivations here. But uh, they do go out. They go out to the fire. They sit around, and we get a, an around the fire retelling, retelling of the first movie. of the first movie. Uh, and also, we get what is a trope in horror movies that still has never rung true to me ever in the history of forever, which is the uh, the bully as like drama club wants to entertain people and tell stories <laughs> by the campfire. No, not a thing. Not something that I have ever seen in real life. It works in this movie because he has a scarf. <laughs> I mean, th- there you go. He may be a drama kid, and we yep. just don't know. He's just he's the, a tough drama kid. He's the tough bullying drama kid. Oh my god! It's like that other movie we covered, but the girl was like the cheerleader and the drama person and the I don't remember what. It what was. did I just watch? I just watched something where like the oh, I just watched the last Halloween movie. And the fucking band nerds are the bullies. Yeah. I was like, okay, come on, guys. Perfect this movie. This has never happened before. It does now. It's a new world. I liked that movie. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. Uh, Haters be damned. Halloween very, ends. It was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I will say, though, it suffers from the same thing that this movie suffers from, for me, as far as like me not thinking it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I spent the first 40 minutes hating every person in the movie because they they want to develop so many hateful people that you want to see killed that you spend too much time with people you hate Mm -hmm. and i feel like this movie has that sin too where it's just like i get it we've got to revel in them dying when they die but man i'm spending too much time with these (laughs) fucking bullies and this like scumbag abusive dad and like everybody's an asshole so whatever um drew's cool Again, you know what? Drew's cool. You the best, Drew. Drew, buddy. <laughs> Drew, buddy. Uh, yep. So he. Oh, I forgot to mention that they also shocker. They prank him with a dead mom. Yeah. When he shows up, it's like, oh, man. you guys. And that's that's it. Instead of being like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm leaving. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh boy, I sure do want to be accepted by these people. I'm gonna hang out. <laughs> You know what? Peer pressure accepting shit is a hell of a drug. But here comes Gus the party crasher. Gus finds out that he's out against his wishes, even though the mom tried to seduce him away from checking on on the kid. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so he shows up and busts up the party because the kids are drinking. And, and here's where the movie goes batshit. And... Man, our our evil dog turns out to be a good boy, as yeah. we always knew he was. You go, Zowie. Zowie, you're a good dog. Don't Zow- let anybody tell you different. <laughs> Zowie eats Gus's throat <laughs> and kills Gus uh, in a shock, frankly. <laughs> Who saw that coming? I did not. That that was a turn that I did not see coming. Uh, there there were a few turns in this movie that I was like, mm-hmm. that is that was a surprise. And... I think I think it was a really good move. I definitely wish that when we had, uh, I wish we'd had a Willy Wonka moment there, where uh, where the kid is like, "No, stop, 
<laughs> don't don't kill him. No, please. please. No, please. I love my stepdad. Zowie, no. Down. Bad. Oh, bad dog. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Oh, you, you are oh, a no. bad dog. Oh, no. Bad dog. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's dead. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Have all the milk bones you want. Uh, but, yeah. No, instead, he is actually kind of upset that his evil stepdad gets murdered. I think he's more, like, afraid of getting in trouble. Clearly, because or he's this like, is... okay, we can fix this, <laughs> dude. No, Drew. <laughs> Again, this is a, this is a thing about Pet Cemetery, the original, that got lost in the movie a little bit, and I feel like, I feel like Pet Cemetery One is just such a good movie, mm-hmm. and I I love everything about it, and I think that people, one of the criticisms it gets is like. Why the fuck did you tell them about this thing? And the he, thing is, he even says it in the movie. It, it goes into much more detail in the book, but it's like it gets in your head. And there are there are literally evil spirits that are trying to convince you to use very, this thing. Uh, right, exactly. They're in your head. Gotcha. You're getting dreams. These dreams are actually being sent by evil spirits. It's like it's affecting you in a way that you would not behave this way were they not exerting influence over you. You're getting you're getting an outside evil influence to do these things. So when he's like, I should bury, I should bury this guy. He knows that the dog came back bad. He knows all of that, but these, but whatever the evil spirits are that are there, they're like, no, you should totally do it. You're going to get in trouble, kid. You don't want to get in trouble. We'll bring him back. It's going to be fine. How much worse could he be? He's a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I mean, to and you'll be, get to do a really cool one-liner to your mom afterwards. To be honest, he's not that much worse when he comes back from the dead. He's almost better. In some in ways, some ways, he's better. It, a, Drew has a whole conversation where it's just like, "Oh my gosh, he let me. That's he true. gave me extra pancakes, and he he let me go out. He said you could sleep over. That's it's like right. we're a real family. He said that you could sit there and watch him skin rabbits <laughs> and and play with mashed potatoes." In the best, probably the best scene of the movie. In okay, in the most Bud the Chud scene of the movie, yes. sure. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's see. Um, so they they do bury him. They go back home, and then Drew sees his mom and was like, "Where have you been?" And he goes, "We had to ditch Gus," <laughs> which is awesome. That is a pretty pretty good line. Um, so. Oh, this was the first. This was the first word that I knew. The word is shower. Shower. Oh, so, I need a shower. <laughs> yeah, when Gus gets home. Uh, turns out the ground up there was sour. I need a shower. Oh. Uh, do you okay. have? You have a sour shower. Do you have any food I could devour? <laughs> uh, don't glower. Uh, <laughs> I need a shower, beer. I think I'll have a sour. Ah, <laughs> uh, sour. <laughs> I don't want an IPA. I want a sour. All right. <laughs> so, yes, he, he does say A-H after things. Uh, you ever he, seen Idle Hands? It's got Dewan Saw. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for another one. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't hold back. Like, I knew my, I lost my moment, but it was... <laughs> uh, house is all dark. Got to turn on the power. His, his approach to a main accent is... That it's literally just add a h to something. It's pretty much what it is, though. It's it's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's kind of my approach to doing an Italian accent. Yeah. So, 
need to add O to the end of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's it's see. a podcast. <laughs> Podcastio. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. All right. Uh, now Undead Gus is back and calling to Drew in a scene that's like kind of a a little ripoff of uh, of Salem's Lot. A little bit like the kid outside the window in Salem's Lot. Well, I also feel that there's a, a few little Stephen King there's some things peppered in here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the clunkiest one being the fucking door with the hammer. Yep. Or the twins. The twin girls at the uh, vet. Yep. Um. Yeah, definitely homages. So, uh, hilarious zombie walk upstairs by by Gus, where oh, he falls, he falls flat, flat on flat his like face. a plank. <laughs> it's awesome. He gets in. This is where the movie does. It turns into this like half literally comedy on a dime. Yeah, has turned into Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, it's nuts. Right here, it goes. It has not. There has not been a comedic element in this movie. So far, it has been dead serious and so serious as to be upsetting. Mm-hmm. And right here, it's like, just kidding. Let's get goofy. Let's get fucking goofy. <laughs> uh, and he goes up to the bathroom, tries to put a thing around his neck, bandaging his <laughs> neck. He's going full zombie. Uh, there's a creepy moment of him assaulting his wife, but whatever. We can get past that. I read some trivia that that was supposed to be an elongated and much more graphic scene, and I'm just like, why? Why? It was fine, Espe- like it is, like especially when you're like, ah, it's pretty funny, right? Yeah. And also a rape scene. Yeah. Fuck you. It's like, ah, uh, no. I mm-hmm. thought I, I didn't like it, but like I think the length of it was perfect. Yeah, for this. exactly. <laughs> if you're if you feel like you need to do it, okay, yep. sure. I. And this is this is the issue. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a lot more leeway to a female director who puts a rape scene in something mm-hmm. when uh, when it happens. I'm gonna go okay. Clearly, you probably had some reason for this, as opposed to an, a male director where it's gonna be like, oh, you were gonna put something gross in there that yeah. you thought might be titillating, and you can fuck off. Well, I think it's setting the rules that it's not just the people don't come back and they're just killers instantly. Like they come back and they can. Right. Be living still. Like, so instead of just like, like in the first movie, you know, when people came back, they were just, I'm evil now. I'm going to kill you. This one, they come back and who knows what they're going to do. They kill people, but they also have fun with their mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And want a bone. (laughs) Right. And and I think that that's, I think it's a mistake personally, but it, it works for what they're doing. As far as what I would like out of this movie, mm-hmm. like because again, I'm I'm such a fucking horrifying diehard Stephen King fan that the idea isn't that these are people that are coming back. Like it's not like a bad person died and so their soul went here. Yep. These are otherworldly mephitic forces. There is over a, a body. Exactly. Okay. Like it is a demon. It is a literal like. It is not of this earth. Yeah. And so if it comes in and it's like, wow, I've never had mashed potatoes before. That's fine. You know, all of that shit. But if it's like, I'm this feels like, ah, I was a bad guy in life and now I get to come do bad things again, you know, or or even just that I'm myself again, only I'm evil, which is even less in tune with with the way that the the story goes. Mm -hmm. But. It's fine. Uh, Vet dad gets a call from his dog blood guy. He's like, oh, hey, it's my dog blood guy. 
Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, it's Dr. Dogblood. He's like, hold on just a second. I'm performing an unnecessary cranial surgery on a dead, <laughs> on a giant dead rat or something. Uh, maybe a really weird looking dog. Who knows? Uh, he says, hey, what are you trying to pull here? You're sending me dead dog blood? I don't want dead dog blood. What am I going to run? <laughs> and <laughs> there are a couple of things about this that I was like, well, okay, unless he specified, unless he, like, sent it over with a note that said, hey, what's wrong with this alive dog? Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine that what you do is you'd look for a pathogen that might have killed the dog. I, I don't I don't feel like this is a moment that's like, aha, you sent dead dog blood, and it should have been something where this guy would be surprised. It's like, he probably gets dead do- dog blood all the time. Oh, true, yeah. Like, if he had said, dude, if you're going to send me something that might have have a have like a disease in it that killed this dog you gotta fucking label it yep because i could contaminate all of the other if this if this dog that died of a disease you need to tell me and he died of a disease he's still alive (laughs) he's like what kind of disease he didn't have a disease he's dead you know (laughs) like that exchange makes sense whereas like you sent me dead dog blood bro you probably get dead dog blood a lot (laughs) you're the fucking dog blood guy the dog blood guy uh so which, you know, Maine, huge dog blood industry in Maine, if nobody knows. We literally have the biggest dog blood industry. Second, in- second only to the lobsters. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, IDEX. That's all they do is mm-hmm. process dog blood. And that's like one of our biggest companies in Maine. I live right near there. You could probably get all the free dog blood you wanted. My friend works there. I know so many people who yeah. work there. <laughs> uh, in fact... I- I've probably told this story. I've told every story a million times. I'm going to tell it again. I was working for uh, for UP, not UPS, for uh, for Kinkos, and I was sitting in the. I was waiting to deliver something to one of the doctors or somebody who was working at IDEX, sitting in the in the the room, and a fucking UPS dude comes in, and he puts a package like a fuck. It looked like a Ziploc baggie with like tape around it of blood on the table and he goes here's your dog blood (laughs) and just stares at the person there and then walks out like he was so fucking pissed it wasn't in anything it was like you could tell you could see the blood oh gross it was a clear baggie (laughs) full of blood and he puts it on the counter he's like here's your dog blood it's from the dad from Pet Cemetery. Too. I was like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> okay. Uh, he does not like delivering uh, unwrapped dog blood to IDEX, it turns out. Weird, most people do. Yeah, I would have. I'll stick, a, stick a fucking <laughs> straw in that like a Capri Sun. Sucking on that all too long. Gross. Uh, okay, so uh, this is... This is where the the two twins from The Shining show up, and they go up back to pick out a kitten. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to see a kitten. What could possibly go wrong? So who ate him, Zowie? Zowie ate him. Zowie just, like, went back to the vet's... What after hours or no? Zowie was oh, locked he was in there? the cage. Oh, that's right. We see the we see the cage is busted open. Oh, that's so Zowie okay. has okay. escaped. Yep, 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 yep. He it. was there for observation because he had a gigantic fucking bullet hole. in That's him. right. And so, 
he's fucking Zowie. Zowie eats a basket of kittens, <laughs> leaving just blood and entrails everywhere. The kids not impressed by no, this. they're not happy at all. <laughs> so they run out screaming. Ah, real good stuff. Uh, okay, so Dad lets Furlongs uh, stay with the zombie cop because. He doesn't care anymore. He's got more important things to do. He's found out that he's got a, an undead dog on the loose, and he's going to go talk to the crazy man who used to run this place. Yep. Because he might know something about dead dogs. Uh, so he does go visit him, and he's a taxidermy guy. We get some good comedy beats of him popping the eyes out of a pug. Yeah. Uh, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I do like this character. I do he, too. he goes in and he's like, all right, so... Uh, Does a little backstory from the first movie. Yeah, I've got a, I've got this thing. And he's like, hold, shut up. <laughs> Let me guess. The blood was from a dead animal. You got no pulse. I would say you need to move out of here, get out of this town now, and never look back. Uh, and he's like, because, uh, you know, that that cat that I saw was dead. And so was the woman the second, the second time. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, ah! And then we get some cool uh, um, shots of the stuffed animals screaming. Yes. I mean, <laughs> there's there's the weird evil dead screaming yeah. animal like reaction shots. Coupled with that opening horn honk from L7 song. Just yep. buttons the scene up so nicely. Perfect. Yep. And so... It, he, the guy laughs like a loon. Dad runs away. Turns out that the raven that was on the on the perch was actually alive, and it flies off. <laughs> and it, great little scene. Yeah. Um, L seven plays while the kids watch Clancy gut a bunch of rabbits. He's just like skinning. He's going them to town. Hand. Oh yeah. And uh, they're way less disturbed than I would have expected. Like <laughs> Furlong seems like a sensitive kid, and he's just like. When are you going to be done skinning all those rabbits? It's like, I only like kittens. <laughs> Could you skin my kitten for me? <laughs> um, but I guess with, with Furlong, he's got that one facial expression. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to do for whatever it's happens right, in the scene. It's, it's resting Furlong face. <laughs> <laughs> he does suffer from resting Furlong face. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, we get, uh, oh, that's right. This is the insane zombie dinner that's like straight out of Bud the Chug. I love this scene so much. <laughs> yeah, you can go through it. Yeah, or just Gus I mean, just shovels a big <laughs> thing of mashed potatoes in his face and his mouth and just opens his mouth up and stares at Edward and just starts laughing. And then they all start kind of like giggling uncontrollably until he eventually slams his yeah. fist down on the table. So he's done two moves where he was like, he intimidated Furlong at first. Yep. Like he grabbed his hand and he was like, oh. and then did the goofy part where yeah. oh, show the potatoes. And then he grabs him again. And it's like totally schizo. Yeah. You can't figure out what's happening. He's like different from moment to moment. It's you're totally, you're so unsafe in this situation. Oh yeah. And it's another, and his, uh, his neck bandage slips and you can see this, gaping hole in his neck where, his, where yeah. Drew like lifts it back up. Drew's like, let me just cover <laughs> up that <laughs> thing. Don't we, show mom. Cause I'm we get in trouble. Classic zombie pus coming yep. out of that. Um, so good. And but man, Clancy's face when he's laughing with the potatoes in his mouth is just 
It's so good. Wonderful. It's so good. Um, okay. My second favorite shot of the movie. <laughs> okay. Everyone's still coming up. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Furlong takes off, uh, and we get some weird, weird stuff. Oh, this is the... Se- oh, we also get the sexy booby thing. It's the... The guy gets... Uh, dad gets paranoid. Oh, yep. Grabs a gun. He's, like, super freaked out, and then he goes to bed with his gun has a dream about his wife. She turns into the the thing with the dog head. He wakes up and he's being attacked by Zowie. Yeah. And he takes a couple shots. Fucking Zowie. Misses. Zowie bursts through the window. That's awesome looking. Great shot. And uh, that's it. Uh, then we got Eddie. We're with Eddie riding his bike, right? Running away from Draco Malfoy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, the bully drags furlong into a ditch and it's like again what are you doing i mean first off what are you doing second off dude you could have taken that kid out with you like (laughs) you know if you held on you're both gonna have to go down yeah you know like they're bicycles like even his is a motorcycle but you're still gonna knock him over but it's like you guys were just hanging out the other night like Uh, what are you back to bullying for? <laughs> Again, He's like bored. you said, like the, the bully the bully motivation is a little odd. It is real odd. But okay, so like you fought, you made up, you're all hanging out at the Halloween party. Nothing no no bad blood happened between you at nope. the Halloween party. It, it wasn't your dad that broke it up. That was Gus. So yep. what are you fucking with Furlong for? Do here? not know. Do not know. But you're gonna get yours. Yes, you sure will. <laughs> this was the second moment that I did not see coming. Yeah. Uh so he's like threatening to you know blend his face off with the back of his tire Ah, i'm gonna get you (laughs) and then gus is like hold my beer (laughs) yeah gus shows up behind him (laughs) full frankensteins yeah and is just like grabs hold of evil malfoy smacks him punches him right out into the ground he's like backhand get lost and tells you know furlong to leave so he was like bitches leave and uh furlong takes off and then he proceeds to beat. He's like, "You, what are you gonna do to me? Give me a ticket!" And he's yeah. like, <laughs> punches Swack. him in the face full on. He falls down. Then he picks up the motorcycle and revs the engine, holding just, the back tire to his face and just grinding, like menacing him with it, not yeah. actually hitting him. Like he's gonna hit him in the face with it. <laughs> Oh. Never manages to get there, but then the the bully scarf, the bully scarf, will get the best of any up. bully. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why bullies have to wear those. That's why the government mandates <laughs> scarves for bullies. It's a, it's a weak point. Yeah, just to just to give the rest of the world a fighting <laughs> yep. chance. Uh, and the scarf yep. gets sucked into the gears of the dirt bike, and his face just gets ground up by the back tire. Yep. He's oh my gosh, dead. man. He's very dead. Uh, okay, so. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, also, uh, Drew sees this from up top. Drew sees Gus kill yes. the bully, and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> right. And he goes and bikes home. And he evades Gus somehow. Yes, he, he's running from Gus, because no. Gus has locked the house up and he trying manages, to get him. He manages to get away. And Gus is under in control of, like, Zowie's on Gus's team now, apparently. Yes. And Zowie's even after Drew. Yeah, it's like a, it's like this is the beginning of Gus putting together his 
zombie army together. He's kind of like the Deadite leader, yeah, in a way. And again, with the goofiness of this thing, it's like he's building a zombie army, yep. which is a really, again, with a movie as serious as Pet Cemetery was, it's like to do this is really goofifying this oh, yeah. this concept. Uh, but he gets home, uh, and. Uh, stepdad's car pulls up and he gets on the speaker and he's like come out of the house you're <laughs> surrounded this is the police uh, and he's being real go- real goofy uh, and Drew's like fuck this grabs a shotgun somehow this I don't understand he somehow forgets to put bullets in the shotgun I was like come on man I mean he's a kid so he's a kid uh, yeah but also I think I think um What's his nuts? Gus unloaded it beforehand because he has the bullets in his hand. He's like missing something, Drew, buddy. Like again, it's contrived. Like, sure. What, what did you plan this whole thing out and know this kid was gonna see it, then chase him back and then be like, I know my kid's gonna try to shoot me, but I got the bullets. But who cares? It works. It's awesome. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. So yeah, but Drew was straight up going to shoot his stepdad's face off with yeah, a shot. He, he, and he I pulled love, the trigger. I love that he pulled the trigger, yep. and it was like he was totally. You go, Drew. Yeah. Uh, and so now both the dog and Gus are trying to kill him. They chase him around the house after we get, we get the fairly innocuous rip off of the shining where he's smashing the door with the hammer and then sticks his face through it. He doesn't say anything. So thank fucking God oh, for gosh. that. Uh, he doesn't say here's anything. Cause even honestly, that scene in the shining is pretty, is like the one cheesy moment of the whole shining. <laughs> Man, I was watching the movie Dead of Winter last night, which I love, mm-hmm. which is with these two kids get dosed with LSD and, and run into the middle of the woods in a snowstorm without their coats. And it's yep. based on a true story, like Whoa. inspired by a true story. But yeah, the kid, the, the guy in it starts getting Jack Torrancey near the end. Yeah. And it's like over the top, like acting like Jack. And then he's like, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to bash your brain. And just like The Shining. And then he's like, Boom. hey, that's just like that guy from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, Fuck you, movie. That dialogue was so cringy it made my hair hurt. It was just like, uh, stop. Yeah, that bums me out. Yep. Like, otherwise, I, I feel it's a really great movie. Like, but that one scene, I'm just like, no. And I'm like, so glad that this movie didn't do that. Like, yep. here's Gus. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been like, uh. Whoa, that would have ruined this it, movie. Oh, totally. And that's what happened in Dead of Winter last night. Where it's just like, no, stop it, man. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. Uh,. Drew climbs out his window and luckily he has a sex trellis too, just yeah! like every, just like Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> sex trellis. I mean, it's it's a hopeful sex trellis for him. I don't think it's probably ever been used, but you know what? It's not Aim high, be. and it never will be. Sadly, <laughs> uh, they uh, he does get away. He gets into his mom's car. Luckily, she pulls up just in the nick of time to save him, and which then, won't really help. And that then much. Gus launches himself out of the windshield maniacally. I love it. Yeah, there's some really good stuff there. Uh, but they drive down. Unfortunately, mom's a bad defensive driver. Again, you know she's she's an abused all of woman. This could have been, has... All of this could have been avoided with a brake pedal. Sadly. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> had had she some some defensive driving skills? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, and that thing. Uh, the thing is that that station wagon probably has a four fifty four in it. That's a that is a big oh, ass a engine in yep. that thing. So it's got some it's got some oomph, even a though little bit. It's, it's a big car, a, too. even though it's a big ass car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, Gus Gus starts chasing them in in his in his wagoneer dream car. The only thing that was true about this movie to Maine, right there. 
fucking potato truck, man. Yeah. There you go. It was a that was a truck full of taters. But uh brought me right back to Northern Maine. <laughs> but here's my favorite shot of the whole movie. When Gus pulls up to the side of the car and he's chasing them and he just looks at him and he smiles and he does that cute little wave and rolls the window down. He looks like Howard Stern when he does it too. <laughs> I was like I'm like, damn, Clancy Brown looks like Howard Stern when he does that. I just the shot, his face, everything yeah. about that one moment, I just I just it it fills me with glee. I'm just like, this is so fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And then he ends up ramming his wife's car into a potato, oncoming potato truck. And <laughs> they're buried. In and potatoes. like, holy shit, what a shocker of a death. Like, you don't think they're going to take out the kid, too. But no, no they Drew do. and his mom get taken out by a potato truck, which smashes directly into yeah. them, tips over, pours potatoes all over their dead bodies. <laughs> and Gus, like... Gus pulls over, looks, and he sees a foot sticking out of potatoes, and he's like, yeah, got him, and then drives away, and as a little chef's kiss at the end of the scene, he smushes a potato with his Jeep when he drives away. Oh, man. That's good. This whole chase and the whole day, it's perfect. That's good. Uh, Okay, so, um, of course, uh, Clancy goes back to the bully that died, uh, that he killed, of course, and uh, puts him in a body bag to go drag him to the Indian burial ground. That's believable because he's he's strong enough to carry this kid. Yep. The idea that Clancy probably at this point looks like he's maybe around 235, maybe 245. <laughs> the idea of like those two carrying him up a mountain. Oh, wow. I never thought <laughs> like, of that. Yeah. I don't know, dude. That's I, why they had Drew carry the dog by himself cuz show that he's, he's strong and he could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's all explained. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, so now this is where uh, this is where Furlong takes a turn from being totally sane. Everything's been going fine, and oh, he turns he turns into Hecubus from the Kids in the Hall. Yes. Here. He's, he's straight wearing up a full like, on suit. He's like he's dressed like a little Undertaker, like a cute little. He's always making sly, like demonic faces. He looks like a possessed fucking doll. He just yeah. he looks like the boy from the movie The Boy. <laughs> he like, totally does. <laughs> it's what is happening here. It, it's such a turn. There's no motivation for him losing his mind right now. Yeah, I feel like there might be like a missing scene. Or there's like no some... like there was no slow. Yeah. anything there was like it wasn't a slow creep toward it wasn't a you know a shining yep it wasn't a progress towards crazy it was just he's just cuckoo i'm gonna bring my mom back now i'm alive i'm <laughs> cra- yeah so he does and also he's like he's so crazy like there's a level of crazy that's like okay cool but then he goes with clancy you know like no yeah. You're not going to follow this dude up a mountain Who unless you know you're dead. fully gone. Yep. But he does. Uh, and we get that great uh, graveyard scene, which I think looks great. And mm-hmm. and Gus is kind of like a sentry guiding him to the yeah. to and task. All of this stuff is very creepy. Yeah. Like, all of this, it is, were it not for the, if Furlong had not put on that fucking outfit. If he had just dressed normally, I think that made had, it hokey. Yeah. If he had just had his face look crazy, fine. But dressing him like Hecubus made made it into a into a goofier moment. It than is it silly now to that I think about it. Yeah, you're right. But again, this movie, the goofiness and the silly. and the absolute abject horror are merged so, I guess, seamlessly mm-hmm. or or seamfully. It's almost as though <laughs> there's. 
I guess you wouldn't say seamlessly. They're just like butting up against each oh, other. Yeah. It's like they don't fighting even, for control. They, right. Yeah. They don't even try to make them link together. It's just like here's Goofy. Here's abysmally sad. Like it's just gonna <laughs> gonna happen. They're gonna right do that all the way to the end. To, and they're gonna do it right until the end. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. Oh, the music in this scene is insane too. This. Sometimes their music cues are a little off. Yeah. This was like upbeat and it wasn't like a major, but it was I like totally it might as well have been in a major key. It was not it was not burying your mom music. Oh, she's he, well, he's unburying her first. Sure. <laughs> so uh, it's when you're unburying her. Oh, it's, okay. It's maybe it's peppier when you're in. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, so makes uh, sense. A furlong stepmom is doing the classic gothic movie calling out names while walking into an attic. Mm. We've seen it before. Oh, and she's going to try good. on all the clothes and she's gonna... get pretty with the mom's stuff that she hates it when you touch her stuff. Yep. We've established. What are you doing? Yeah, don't do it. Uh, dad loads his pistol and then gets attacked by a dog puppet <laughs> in a fairly unconvincing scene. This may be the worst of the effects in this movie. Not the best dog attack I've ever seen. I thought it was fine. It is notoriously no impossible to do one of these scenes. Yeah. I've only seen like a handful ever yeah. that look right. Uh, and for good reason. You don't want to make a dog do something it's not supposed to do, and it's hard to dog make dog's not supposed to eat you. Exactly, and it's hard to make puppets that look like dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once he finally shoots the dog a couple times, he says, I hate, I hate that, that dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was clearly a that had to be for the fucking trailer. Yeah. Um, house is in shambles. He's at Clancy's place. The crucifix has been flipped upside down. There's dead bunnies everywhere hanging in the kitchen. The cross is hokey. Uh, the cross was hokey. Gus lunges towards Dad after saying some creepy shit. And he was like, "Cause I wanted to fuck her. Why'd you yeah, dig why'd up my you dig up my wife? Cause I wanted to fuck her." And then he shoots. I wish. Him I wish he chest. said again. It bothered me that he didn't say again because he brought up the fact yeah, that he exactly. had exactly. Like, that would have been yeah much better, and would have certainly been more uh, likely to elicit a getting shot. Moment. Yeah. So he does shoot him, but he shoots him in the chest, and he's like, "Oh, I hate when that happens," or whatever <laughs> he says, uh, and. We get a bunch of we get a bunch of fighting. Clancy Brown finds a drill and tries to drill his brains out, and then he quotes uh, he quotes uh, Night of the Demons two and says no pain no brain or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh well, then call back to Night of the Demons two. <laughs> he drills him in his open wound yeah. on his neck, which is fucking horrifying. That looked like it was very painful. Um, but he does, he sh- eventually gets, gets around a- into the gun. Click, 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 click. Boom. Boom. Blows his brains out, ventilates his head all over the all over the kitchen. And there's our Gus. And <laughs> Gus is down. But again, one of my favorite parts of this is when he like, he, dad walks out of the, out of the house after shooting him once in the head. And he's like, he stops. <laughs> yeah. Walks back in, blam, boom, blam, boom, blam, boom. blam, 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 blam. <laughs> You're like, that would be me. Double tap. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. After that, cut him up into 17 pieces, yep. shove him down the garbage <laughs> disposal, set fire to the house. 
salt the ground where the house was. You see, that would have been that, that poor concrete. That would have been great too if he, if he came back after those three gunshots and was about to get in the car. He's like, then he looked and saw a saw, and then just walked back in yeah. holding a handsaw. <laughs> then cut scene like that would have been another great little. I mean, gag yeah. if this movie wanted to go full chud to full Evil know. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I agree. <laughs> okay, so he's dead. Hooray. Mom is alive again and finds stepmom in her dress. Not gonna do. So she breaks a mirror, stabs her in the face. Uh, weirdly, mom looks real good because she's an actress, and so she had to have an open coffin. Yeah. And so and they most make... of her face has been reconstructed by mortician's wax. And I love how that works near the end. Which is a great thing. I would have liked it a little, a touch more if there was a scene talking about that. Talking about, do you want an open cof- uh, casket? Mm-hmm. There's going to need to be extensive reconstruction and, you know, more. I just blah, don't blah, even blah. feel it needed to be there. I, I felt like it was totally understandable. Like, I guess, yeah. They make you pretty for a funeral. I made her pretty for a funeral. Sure. You get that. I feel like, I feel like had, you need had, to be smarter than the audience. She only had two wounds. On, she only had two wounds on her face, on her cheek. I mean, so it wasn't like it was a crazy reconstruction that they. It's they true, did, but so. I mean, it's because when it got hot, the wax melted. Oh, I know that, and so that's what I like. You you got to see those big wounds. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen her get a much worse wound from that, and then it half her face peels. Oh, off. okay. Because they put her on on the the side of that thing, she could have been like on a metal plate or something. Oh, I see. Yeah, half her face. Uh, but they already have one kid with half a face. That so <laughs> no, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming soon. Um, so she's dead. Whatever. Um, Dad shows up and he's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> he finds his dead girlfriend and finds his undead wife cradling Furlong. And I love where he's just like, I love the mombers like, go, go leave. Your dad and I need to talk. Yeah, your dad and I need to talk. <laughs> and and Furlong is so nut bar that he's just like, okay, okay. And he I'll gets leave. up and does that over dramatic slow walk that pisses me off. And then he and then he goes to the door and he's like, he's like, I'm crazy and I'm on your side until I see this bully back from the yeah. dead. Oh, now I'm on dad's side again. Great motivation. Well, the I, mom was basically setting up his kid to get killed. Like, sure, but I mean, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> in this in this situation, it's like okay, well then, die. I guess like <laughs> the only the only way that this works is that he just fucking like would look confused and get killed. Mm-hmm. But that's not how the movie is supposed to go. So he comes back and is back to his sane mind. Fights with the kid for a little while. Oh, yeah, he opens he opens the door and the bully's right there with an axe, ready to kill him. So the, the mom was. Yeah. Which we think the mom's back to love him. Yeah. He's doing nothing but just setting him up to get setting killed up. by the zombie army that she's now part of. Like, yeah. what a twist. What a twist. <laughs> uh, yep, so uh, there's some eye gouging and rolling around on the floor. Mom sets fire to the place for seemingly no reason. Because she's batty. I, I guess. She's just going bad. I, you, she, I feel like they had the upper hand. Until she set the fire. I think yeah. it was a misstep, but again, she's got worms in her brain. Yeah. I'll cut her some slack. Um, Mom. Uh, the oh, Furlong yeah. fights with the bully and sticks a cut electrical cord into his mouth. Well, the bully cuts the, the power cord with the axe. Yep. And it's sitting next to him. 
He does the full lighting the guy's face on fire. And you could totally tell that this scene was edited. Like, a lot of the gore scenes in this, you could tell the MPA went to town yeah. on, like, sadly. Yeah. So this, we don't see the head explode, which you know they made explode. We see, like, the Absolutely. tail end of the explosion. I'm like, fuck, I wanted to see that whole explosion. Even Michelle was like, what? We didn't get a head explosion. Yeah. She was so mad. I was yep. like, oh, I know why I married you. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, so the bully's dead. The house is on dead. fire because the mom set it on fire, and she's standing she's on the melting. bed. Yeah, and, and yeah. screaming the line from the first movie, or a permutation of the line from the first movie. Oh, the dead is better. Dead is better. Yeah. And her face is all melting because oh, I love that. I love that when she first happens. She's like, oh, I'm melting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah, and and it's really good. I mean, this is this is an homage, probably. I. Of course it is to uh, Bride of Frankenstein, the "We Belong Dead" moment of oh, her yep. bringing the castle down on them, because uh, he hates the living and loves the dead, which is you know a thing. Uh, so she turns into a burnt matchstick and she's dead, and uh, the kitten survives. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then they. Uh... This is okay. I don't hate anything in this movie except for having to experience. The, all of the animal death. I do not enjoy that. I think this movie's well made. Everything is like a good decision by somebody who knows what they're doing until now. Are we, are we talking the, the little... The cameos? Like, literally, yes. like... It looks like Why? the opening of New Heart. Yes. Like, it's a flyover out, yes. of, out of The Shining. And, and it's, it's like, a great shot. And then they ruin it by putting the little <laughs> freaking ovals with people's faces that died hey, in it over the speech. No, you never forget the people who died. We, and then we get pictures of every person stop. who died in the movie. We know what they look like. We just watched this it. was stupid. Yes. So bad. I, I mean, I love this movie, and I will say this is awful. Yeah, that was a bad, <laughs> bad choice. But the a, speech is fine. Just yeah, lose yeah. those stupid faces. <laughs> Especially considering how nice that shot would have looked, yeah. and just like how moody that is after the fact, and just like you kill the music, and then they just do this awesome flyover of the of the graveyard yeah. at the end. Here's my here's my one complaint here too. When they do that cool flyover at the graveyard, the music gets a little intense and it zooms in. You know what I mean? But then it just like cuts. You don't see right. anything. Like I thought we should have seen Zowie walking through there because we don't see Zowie gets shot twice by dude, but Zowie yeah, yeah, never gets taken out. So why don't we go? fly over the pet cemetery and see Zowie still walking as an end cap. Like that would be amazing. I why mean, didn't we get that? That would, <sighs> that is exactly, that's how the movie should have ended. Yep. 100%. No faces, more yep. Zowie. Yep. Zowie at the end. Yeah. I, I'm again, I have no end of criticism and no end of respect for this movie. Uh, it's, it is unpleasant to me in a lot of ways because of the things that I've mentioned but it is also like one of the most singular horror movies of the 90s mm-hmm. as far as i'm concerned it is it's a great 90s it time capsule out, too yeah it stands out like a sore thumb amidst all the other movies it's like it, it's too creative for its own good mm-hmm. it's it's too bleak it's too weird it's like it's all the things that will get you to lose your career and I believe that is what happened with this movie. Yeah, sadly, I think this. I think making this movie it was too lost her her career, and that is a huge shame because 
it just it's just proof that people in Hollywood are fucking morons mm-hmm. that everyone who has decision making power is like oh you made movie that didn't make money you not good director yep okay it's like you made a brilliant movie that people didn't get she's still obviously capable yeah how why would you look at this and go well you're clearly incompetent yep it's not incompetence it's just it didn't hit with this audience fucking god oh so frustrated with how uh directors get treated (laughs) especially like low budget people who are like working with massive constraints and still manage to do something as crazy as this and then lose their careers over it not making money yep I've just always been a lifelong fan of this movie ever since it came out. Yeah. I love it. I'm uh, I'm not a fan of Animal Death, but it doesn't bother me in this movie. I think it's handled fine. Yeah. It's I mean It's it, not like we see a kitten destruction scene. Like every all the animal deaths are pretty much off camera. Like Honestly, the two the two scenes that bother me the most, obviously the dog with the kid <laughs> is heartrending. Uh, but the scene of the kid on the bike holding the kitten, yep. I was like, I fucking hated that yeah, scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that I really hated. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, I will watch this movie again. Oh, I, I, and, I totally and will. that's, that's <laughs> interesting because I have not watched it since I watched it in the nineties oh, wow. and said I hated it. Yep. And I was like, well, I'm done with this and never need to see it again. So I was definitely one of the people who was like, fuck this movie. But again, like I said, it has, I have seen many 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 people making a reappraisal of this movie as as not being uh, i mean a dud maybe, that you remember right exactly yep. as obviously not being a dud there's you can't you can't possibly say that this is a no. bad movie yep uh you can only say that it is maybe too weird for you or too sad for you yep those two things are valid complaints but incompetent it is not and that's it and I, again, uh, I prefer when people stick to Stephen King's source material, but, you know, he loves a goofball fucking horror movie yeah. as much as the next guy. So I also, as I also as, like it when people go far afield. And as far as Kingless sequels go, I think this one nailed it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't think of another one that has, I mean, until we get Maximum Overdrive 2, yeah. fingers crossed, <laughs> best movie ever, needs another one. The that comet's got to come trucks. back, right? <laughs> Yeah, fuck that movie. Uh, although maybe put that little the little toy truck scene yeah. into it. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, okay, cool. That was it. We I, how did we talk an hour forty five about? Yeah, we've pet been at this cemetery? for a while. Weird. We we talked longer about this than Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> weird anyway uh thank you for listening follow us at coast city comics follow us at Funbox monster podcast um and rate and review us on itunes and all that stuff and we would appreciate that thank yeah. you and uh matt and you can follow me at matt awkward vhs fiend on the instagrams and make sure you check out the video vagrants facebook group and we also do a friday night movie uh streaming on youtube so you can find out about that through the video vagrants facebook group and maybe i'll see you on friday nice all right. And yeah, go to CoastCityComics.com, buy yourself a Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt. Yes, do that. It's awesome. Yeah, woo. <laughs> oh, and also buy yourself a, uh, a Fuck AI t-shirt designed by uh, Bill Sienkiewicz. That's right. We're doing t-shirts for Bill Sienkiewicz. Boom. Suck it literally every other comic <laughs> shop. Uh, so yes. And be on the lookout for uh, You Can't Go Wrong With Furlong <laughs> shirts in the future. 
Yeah, probably I'll do that. I'm going to beg Tristan until he I'll makes it happen. I'll totally do that. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Peace.